Well, welcome back to the GNC Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Gwynn. Along with me is my co-host, Joe Cooper. Joe, how are we doing today? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Well, I'm here. It's been been a little bit of a rough last couple of days, but I'm here. <laughs> it's been a, a week. Right. Uh, we were talking this morning in Sunday school and about where we were in the Sunday school book and nobody had an answer. And right. I looked at Paul, I was like, this has just been a very long week. <laughs> I will second that. Yes, it's been a long week, um, but we're here and that's all that matters. That's right. So um, I guess, how was your uh, first week in the Kingdom Man book? I mean, it was pretty good. I got back to, I mean, it got me back to thinking how we, when we started, you know, uh, a couple summers ago or whatever. And I like that it gets you engaged again. Right. It pulls you back in. Mm-hmm. There's a, yeah, I guess whenever you're just going to church and you're going through the motions type thing, that it gets kind of stagnant. You can right. do that. But, uh, of course, revival helps to get that restarted. Mm-hmm. But, again, whenever we did this a couple summers ago, I really felt rejuvenated and felt like the word was talking to me again and I I got there again so that's good that's awesome yeah I was going back through and you know we we'd watched the the video for week one Um, I'm not sure for those of those that are you know thinking about following along or following following along Mm -hmm. um, I didn't notice that it because he mentioned throughout the days of the week that we did I Mm -hmm. think it was five days um, different stuff through there so I really don't think you need the video if you don't necessarily mm-hmm. have to have it. I watched it uh, off YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, just going back and reading my answers from three years ago is what it, it actually has been. Yeah. And, uh, you know, seeing where I was at now and then being able to expand on that, I've definitely grown, which it was nice to see because <laughs> at times it makes me wonder if I really have. Oh, yeah. You know, but uh, just... Okay. Like you said, getting back into it and then just reading it in God's word and then how he portrays it, uh, he does a good job of oh, yeah. sticking it in your head that, you know, hey, this is what we're supposed to do. Yeah. You, you need to man up and do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's no, uh, it's not, it's not taking a back seat to anything. It's right in your face. Like you have to be accountable for your manhood and being a man and being a being the man of the family, you know, those responsibilities and stepping up and and really being who God made you to be. So, Absolutely. And the one thing about the video I did catch was I forgot how he got started and how his dad turned his life around, yeah. you know. And he said that once he accepted God as his personal Savior and took that step to have a relationship with him, and lead him in the right direction that he didn't even have uh, have time to get into his Bible. So he would sleep two or three hours, get up at like midnight and go into the living room and study and pray and everything like that because that's when he had his yeah. quiet time. And he mentioned that his mom did everything under the sun to make her his dad hate him yeah. or hate her. Yeah. And uh, how she finally just broke down one night and went in there and said, I don't get it. Yeah. I don't understand how the more I hate you, the more you love me, how the worse I treat you, the better you treat me, yeah. whatever you got, I want it. And God is, God's mom saved right there and just changed their generations, yep. you know, cause now Tony's oh, yeah. doing <laughs> wonders. Absolutely. He's got his daughter, Priscilla, who's yep. doing wonders herself. Yep. Then he's got the other ones that you don't hear about, but they're still reaching yep. out. Um, I've noticed on our uh, Instagram page, we followed a lot of that yep. type of stuff. And uh, 
I didn't realize how much branching out just his family in general from son-in-laws to daughter-in-laws to this and that, you know, to cousins and everything. Grandson, it's just, yeah. it, and for his dad to man up and become a kingdom man oh, yeah. and lead his son in that direction, just how many lives and different things it has affected. And it just shows you that you reach that one person, you never know. Right. And that right now just brings back to me. I had seen it the other day and... I don't know when it was, but it was it was four or five guys that I had kind of heard the name. I'm not sure what they were now, but reading them, it's like, well, I kind of recognize that name as a as a, uh, influential past Bible scholar or yeah. preacher or something. But it was all these people who was behind the scenes of mm-hmm. Franklin Graham. Yeah. And then it's like, well, he helped him here, he helped him here, he helped him here, and then. You never heard about them, right. but then the outreach he had and the people he's affecting right now, and exactly. you know, just that one person, you can reach that one lost sheep, and you can you can just do wonders. And, and that's all you That's all God asks of us, anyway, is just to go out there and go and do plant a seed. Exactly. I mean, uh, it's never, and we should never expect to see the rewards from that. I don't think. I think that if it's up to us to go out and plant the seed. Then that's how we should leave it. Mm-hmm. We, I mean, if there's another guy, I mean, it could be the same thing that happened with us in this podcast. Somebody planted the seed a long time ago, and then you know another person watered it, and now here we are right. producing it and putting it out there for everybody. But being able to uh, see, you know, not necessarily see somebody. Obviously, we want to see more people get saved and everything, and that's a, a good reward for us. But I don't think we should expect it all the time. No. I think we should just be able to go out there. Give them what God has us to say and be able to walk away knowing that God gave us the words and we just continue to pray for them. Right. And, you know, we're, we're treating this thing as like it's a current thing, which it is current to us. But the way technology is going, yeah. someone could be listening to this in 100 years from now yeah. and hopefully getting something out of it. You know, what we're putting out here right now is for anyone at any yeah. time. You don't have to start with number one. You don't have to start with number two. Just get in there and listen if it's something that you feel led to do. And hopefully we're we're being open and honest enough that God is using it for. for yeah, and, and I mean, if this is the tool that God is having us use, then it should be used just like your Bible. If you're looking at your Bible and you're wondering where to start, pray over it. And look at, you know, pray earnestly and honestly with God to tell right. you have him show you what he would have you to hear or whatever. He could do the same thing over this. You know, if he's, you feel him tugging you and telling you to, that you need to listen to this, pray and just see where he wants you to start. It didn't happen again. Like you said, not everybody can start in Genesis. You know, some people had to start in Matthew or Mark or some mm-hmm. people start, you know, probably shouldn't start in Revelation. I think Paul said <laughs> nobody under, just stay away from that. It as might long be as diving you can. in the deep end <laughs> on that one. Yeah. But I mean, you could start anywhere. Well, um, I don't know how exactly. Well, I'm sure we'll get better with this as we go. But um, yeah, so, so day one is called Milk Carton Man. Yep. Um, I'm not going to read all that. Um, it's not a book show. <laughs> but um, <laughs> Come on, Oprah. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave that one there. Um, but I am going to point out that uh, Milk Carton Man, it's basically, you know, we're missing. Yeah. You know, it's the missing... Missing person on the back of the milk carton. Um, But right here he says, and this book I think was 
2012, so the stats yeah, could be different, could be worse. Yeah. <laughs> Probably worse. Probably. But it says, uh, in fact, roughly 70% of all prisoners come from fatherless homes. Approximately 80% of all rapists come from fatherless homes. And then it, the first question there is, are those statistics surprising? Why or why not? And three years ago, I just put no... There was no one to guide or show the correct way to live. Nah, that's, that's, you know, pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, yours is a. I mean, it's the same. I I tend to get a little bit wordy. Right. And I said it's not surprising. Far too many families without a leader. There needs to be someone who, who the males can look up to for discipline, respect, and guidance. And without a, a loving, strong father figure to keep control, they try to gain power by pushing their moms around, and they find that they can get what they want by manipulating. Right. I had been taking a screenshot of these day ones and putting yeah. them on my story on Instagram. And I had uh, had someone on this one say, um, isn't that surprising? You would think someone raised by just their mother would you know, know to respect and love women. But that kind of made me think. And once I sat down and thought about it, it's like, well, they probably do love and respect their mama. Oh, yeah. But they haven't had anyone there to show them how to love and respect their spouse, mm-hmm. their significant other. You know, no one there to for them to see them love on. Yeah. And it just, if you don't have that, I guess you just... Well, and this doesn't necessarily say that... Yeah, it says a fatherless home. Right. I get that. But that doesn't necessarily mean that there's, there's not no a... There's no male... Exactly. Right. No male... Uh, figure in the home mm-hmm. yeah I get it that if they're we hear stories about it all the time pro, professional athletes who are raised by just their mama and mm-hmm. their mama's still proud and great yeah that's good for them but they're few and far between especially if you look at these figures mm-hmm. uh-huh. exactly alright uh, second question was how might a father be physically present and yet still create a void in his home um, that's that's pretty much a given. I mean, <laughs> yeah. we have our phones, we have computers, we have TV. Um, there's all kinds of stuff that you can be physically there but not present. Mm-hmm. Just the yes, no, whatever. I mean, I'm sure you deal with that a lot, being mm-hmm. being home with them all the time. And I mean, you're, you're, you're right. The technology aspect of the distractions, um, uh, it's easy to just put them in front of something and walk away mm-hmm. or... To have them present in the room, but you, you know, a phone or a computer or whatever, you, you're in the room, but you're not present with them. I, I fail probably every day with the phone thing, and then I try to justify it and say, "Well, I'm trying to do business yeah. stuff." And, yeah. You know, to a point, yeah, maybe, but it's not a good enough reason to be sitting there on it. No. Um, but I had no interacting, no discipline, no hands-on. Yeah, I got. They don't show love or discipline or guidance. Uh, of course, my take was always it's easy to be a father. Yeah, it's easy to be a father. It's much more difficult to be a dad because right. I feel like a dad is more intimate, like more, mm-hmm. you know, if you have a good relationship with your father, you tend to call him dad or whatever. But uh, so <laughs> I said dads show affection and attend to the needs of the family, and fathers are often just the water to the sea. It's right. just... Here I am. Mm-hmm. You don't need to be. I don't right. want to be, be a part of this. Right. Well, then it jumps right into the next one being mm-hmm. what are some of the effects? Um, 
they don't feel love, they feel like they aren't wanted, they try to get that from something else, yeah. someone Act else. Out, um, all kinds of stuff. Um, we or, hit on how, well, they have no one to show them how to act when they are in that situation. Right. You know, when they become fathers or... Yeah, no, exactly. I think maybe, because I didn't, I don't remember writing this down whenever we started, but I think I took this note after we had had, had our first meeting, or, well, I guess it would have been the second meeting, but either, either way, I think maybe Paul said this, and it said that they follow their father's example, and, you know, if they're not around, then, yeah, you get in that, you get in that situation of, uh, all of a sudden, you're a dad, what are you going to do? You know, mm-hmm. Or you're a father. What are you going to do? Are you going to step up or right. are you going to follow you know, what he did to you? Right. Um, then there's some more text, some information on how much it actually cost yeah. Yeah. for these statistics. Um, but uh, I'll read Ezekiel 22.30. I searched for a man among them who would repair the wall and stand in the gap before me on behalf of the land so that I might not destroy it but I found no one now um, that's that's pretty good for right now oh yeah because <laughs> I mean they, yeah. we're, we're at a time where there's us as Christians have really failed at standing for something yeah we've um, dropped the ball <laughs> how, how does Paul put it what, what one generation accepts the next one embraces, embraces yeah and and we're really at that embracing point right oh, now, and man. something's gonna have to be done, or we're gonna be we're gonna be hard pressed to even do this with us being the ones producing it. Yeah. But mm-hmm. exact someone, someone, me, you, anybody who wants to, you know, be a kingdom man, woman, something needs to start standing yeah, I on our this, beliefs. I mentioned this to uh, Tempest. I said that you know I know we're not mentioned in the Bible as far as our country or anything like that. And that a lot of people believe that that's because we'll be white from existence before. Yeah, don't jump into Revelation. Right. <laughs> but, uh, you know, but it doesn't give us the excuse as Christians to just sit back and say, well, that's the way it is. Mm-hmm. That's the way it's meant to be. We're supposed to still still mm-hmm. be going and doing for God the whole time. When uh, when Jesus tells the disciples to, to go and, and be fishers of men, doesn't he tell them to be prepared for? Yeah. Everything, or, or whenever uh, Paul goes to the, the seven churches and he's telling them, you know, hey, you persevere, keep doing that because I mean that's what he asks you to do. Exactly, you're going to be persecuted, you're going to face hard times, but persevere in my name, and you will, you're going to see your rewards in heaven. Well, I had two different answers after reading that. Sure. Um, so the question is, what was God looking for? Mm-hmm. I had originally put he was looking for just one man willing to obey and do his will, but couldn't find any, even one. And I changed it somewhat to he needed someone willing to go against the normal slash world and stand for him. Yeah. And, you know, that's... I mean, that's, that's tough. Real, that's what Romans 12, 1 or 12, 2 it says, don't be of the, the world, but, or yeah, don't conform to the world, but mm-hmm. be of, uh, have your mind changed by the word. Yeah. I mean, that's one of my favorite verses. So, yeah, <laughs> it fits in perfectly. Exactly. And, uh, I had originally someone to represent him and then someone with a willing heart. Right. 
I'll, um, where is it? I really got to get better at these Bible verses. <laughs> um, I know them, but I don't know the numbers. And they pop into my head right now, but about uh, either be hot or cold, don't be lukewarm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> that right there is being lukewarm. Yep. Just you either need to be in or out. Yep. Um, that's funny. One of one of the lifters I follow, he's got a saying that says, "You're either uh, you're either in or you're in the way." Yep. So, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um, let's see. You know what weightlifters do? They just knock the door down. <laughs> knock <laughs> whatever's in the way them. out. <laughs> right. So I'll, I'll read a little bit of this just because it, it goes on with it. But kingdom men have been slowly disappearing for a long time. In the book of Ezekiel, we read that God released his judgment on a culture that was devoid of strong male leadership because no one would stand up and obey. He allowed the people of Judah to go their own way and choose their own idols. No man stood up before the people to lead them in the ways of God. Eventually, God brought destruction to the nation. So that's that's pretty good foreshadowing, right? Yeah, there. I mean, the saying is history repeats itself, <laughs> and uh, I I'm, I'm a huge believer in history repeating itself because if you don't learn your lesson and you repeat the, mm-hmm. the sins of the past, you deserve to be wiped right. from existence. <laughs> and now this one, this one will kind of hit you hit you hard. Um, if God made a thorough search for kingdom men around our nation and world today, would he still come up empty? In what ways would God want men to stand in the gap today? Yeah, that one. You can't. You can't. I, yeah. I mean, depending on what you're looking, what your definition of uh, kingdom man is, and I guess you could say, well, I'll just go ahead and I'll read my answer. I said he would want men to stand on his, on his word and call for the nation to turn back to him. God wants us to be unafraid of the world and, uh, and their opinions and stand up for what we believe, him and the Bible. Need more to guide others to him and help bring them to, to Jesus and salvation. I think that as a, I mean, there might be a lot of uh, people who just put on a, a front as far as pastors or whatever, and I think that's kind of what a lot of people would say, well, there's pastors everywhere, there's ministers everywhere, there's mm-hmm. all these quote-unquote kingdom men that are supposed to be you know, leading the sheep, but really, what happens whenever they walk out of the church? Right. I mean, it's just as I mean, it's the same as us walking mm-hmm. out. We're just as just as much ministers outside of the church as our minister is in the church. So. Right. Yeah. Um, I basically had the same thing. You know, um, we we have take I three years ago. I would have never thought we'd be doing this over a podcast. No. So I mean, I get. I guess we're trying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Again, it's all in how you look at it. I think it's a step for Mm -hmm. sure. Uh, And filling that gap, I hope, you know, yeah, that's what you pray for in our role anyway. Right. Um, So that takes us to day two. Um, It's called A Kingdom Man. Um, It says, read Jesus' words in Mark 1.15. The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God has come near repent and believe in the good news so it asks us to define kingdom of god in our own words i wasn't really sure on how he meant that 
Yeah, I think I was a little bit naive, but... Right. I just put, originally, you know, God's way and will. Hmm. And then I changed it to the ultimate place to be in the center of God's will. Oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah, I had, again, naive. My first answer was a family of believers who follow Christ and lead others to Christ. And then everything in order to God's will, to God's law. Right. I think that's pretty good. I think, uh, I can't say that that was mine either. I think that might be Paul's too. <laughs> right. Well, below that, it, it says the Greek word for kingdom in the New Testament is something I can't pronounce. But it's that, Greek. Right. And I'm not. <laughs> exactly. Which means authority and rule. So, I think we hit that pretty close. Yeah. But, um, then it wants us to read more in Genesis 2, 15 through 25. Record the name of God that is used in these verses exactly as it appears in text. It was Lord God. Mm-hmm. This kind of got me because I didn't realize I had read it and I kind of gave it a thought, but not enough to be like, why is he being called Lord God? And then he's not. Yeah. And then in Genesis 3, 1, Satan referred to God. What name did he use? He just used God. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that I guess um, Lord... And all caps like that, it denotes the name God used for himself, Yahweh. And Yahweh means master and absolute ruler. So it gives God more power. power. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And then when Satan left that off, when he was trying to tempt them, he, it was like, just trying to um, be like, hey, He's just God. Yeah. He's not, you know, what, what was it? Master and absolute yeah. ruler yeah. God. Yeah. He's just God. Yeah. He doesn't know what he's talking about. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. You're the ruler of your own. Yeah, he was basically trying to give the ruling over yourself right. type of mentality to Adam and Eve. So we kind of answered that. Why do you think Satan chose this particular way to refer to him? He's evil and conniving <laughs> yeah. you know he was he was trying to get under their skin and that's exactly what he did he, he took that power away from him I mean once you anybody who feels I mean I, I, I believe it's human nature anybody who feels like they're being controlled or I guess subdued or right. whatever I don't think that's what this what God does but if you feel as if you're not your own boss mm-hmm. if you're not doing your own thing and being the best for you then what does it really matter right and I think that's how Satan really got to them was well, yeah he's just mm-hmm. he's God big deal right. go eat the apple it's mm-hmm. not a big deal it's if you're not gonna die yeah you're not gonna yeah, die not you're, gonna you're just gonna know stuff yeah big deal just go do it yeah. um, that that made me right there thinking that um, I told you a few weeks ago I'd watched Interview with God didn't yeah. know how yeah. I really felt on it right um well, Casey brought it up to me the other day. She's like, hey, I saw this on there. Um, you want to watch it? It's like, well, I already watched it the other day. <laughs> so, but yeah, I'll watch yeah. it again. Because um, I'd like to see your thoughts on it. Just yeah. To, well, I ended up falling asleep during it. But uh, I had, I watched there at the beginning. And he's actually sitting down having an interview with God. And he's asking me questions. And I thought they did a decent job of trying to answer like... Like God would? Like God would. That's a tough Um, task. (laughs) But uh, they got to, I forget what was going on there, but um, Satan got brought up and, uh, oh, they were talking about heaven. Hmm. And uh, he said, so is Satan real? He said, yeah, but 
he's not a big deal. And I thought, whoa, 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 whoa. And he's like, what do you mean? He goes, well, he only has the power over you. You allow him to have. I thought, okay, okay. that was a 180 <laughs> on me. Yeah. I was beginning to question it, but then it's like, that's exactly yeah, right. You're right. The way he tempts us, the way he makes us think, the way everything. He only has the power that we allow to have over him. Mm-hmm. Over us, and if that that hit me right there. Thinking that absolutely. So yeah. that's kind of yeah. When you said that first, I was like, whoa, whoa. Right. Justin, I didn't whoa. know. I didn't know where he was going with that. <laughs> but, but that's good. That's a good point. Very good point. In what ways does the world deny God's absolute rule today? In what ways have they not? <laughs> yeah. Um, I had the way people speak, act, dress, behave, and then I added on the way they treat one another oh, on yeah. a daily basis. Yeah, that could especially true today. It's so aggravating. You know, everybody doesn't want to be offended, but they it's only you can it's only offensive to some people. You can't say it to this person or what you know, over it. You in the 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 do not judge thing gets thrown around so yeah. much it's like to a point yeah it's our ju- job to critique our brother yeah but we also need to step back and look at our own sins but we also need to hold each other accountable right so we can grow mm-hmm. so yeah there's a fine line there between just being extremely judgmental on somebody but if I was to see you doing something that you know I didn't think was right and that I know deep down you know is not right <laughs> then it's my job to reach out to them and be like hey Joe cut it out yeah that's <laughs> not gonna fly no, you know? exactly but yeah. you know I see you sit your bible down on the ground and I'm like Joe you put your bible down on the ground don't you do that you know right yeah uh. so it, it's there um I didn't know if you had anything different. No, uh, your, yours is great. I had him that they put him on the back burner mm-hmm. and made people believe that they are in control. And they removed the Bible from government buildings and, and meetings. Right. Uh, I didn't. I didn't even think about that. But it's out of the schools now. It's off. Yeah. Well, I mean now, I guess if you well, they're trying to bring these, them, yeah. trying to bring it back, yes, which is good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so how do believers and churches undermine God's rule? I just went straight to it. We let religion get in the way of being the church and doing God's will. Yeah. yeah. I put we justify the our way of living. And we present the Bible as a way of the past and manipulate the text to define how we believe. Right. And that's it's one thing that has kind of stood out to me here lately that, yeah, there's all these different denominations and whatnot, and we all are just a touch different, mm-hmm. but... In the end, you know, if you're believing in, in Jesus and that he died for your sins and you've accepted him as your savior and you're trying to grow in him, what difference does it make if you're yeah. first, second, third, south, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, and it goes back to the first church. There wasn't a denomination. No, it was the group of people <laughs> that were Christ's believers and that was supposed to go out. And we have just tweaked and changed. And you mentioned there when we were talking about the Bibles, it's the King James Version of yeah. the Bible, not yeah. God's version of yeah. the Bible. <laughs> right. And that's another thing that just popped in my head. When they was 
they talked about the Bible just to touch on that. And uh, he said, well, it's God's interpretation or it's man's interpretation of God's word written by a man. Hmm. It's like, okay. Right. I can, I can see that. I, I, I believe, obviously I believe that it is God's word and mm-hmm. you, you're right. Uh, I think a lot gets, or a lot could mm-hmm. get lost in translation from what the ancient texts are. Uh, the dialects have definitely had to have changed over millennia, whatever. Right. But uh, words they yeah. can't translate. You showed me on the NIV the other day yeah. how certain things are left out and certain. Um, I looked it up on my app just to see it, and I saw it. I was happy that it said refer to yeah. such and such. And that was and that. what I, I, I it was something I'm, I had saw on Facebook mm-hmm. that somebody had posted that they were starting to remove things from the Bible. And that's obviously in the book. It says, do not add or take away from my word. Uh, so whenever I first saw that, I was like, oh man, that, you know, what are we doing? What are we doing? But then they came back later and said, yes, it's removed from this part, but it's grouped in with this over here in this mm-hmm. book. So it's not necessarily moved, right. but it, it has been, or it hasn't been removed, but it has moved to maybe a different part in the Bible. Right. I don't know if that's okay per se, <laughs> because I then don't. I feel like, so, you, I mean, the authors of each book, they had to say it for a reason. Right. I feel like if God wanted it in that book, then it needs to stay there. So I guess we need to go be scholars and learn Hebrew? <sighs> You're asking a lot, aren't you? Well, I couldn't even pronounce a Greek, <laughs> Greek word in front of me, so I'm out. Um, I got nothing but time, so let's do this. <laughs> well, that takes us to day three, and it's the first man. Um, Suggest so read uh, Genesis 1, 26 and 28, and record God's actions. Um, verse 26 says, uh, God said, let us make man in our image. Mm-hmm. Um, then God made man in his own image and then God said be fruitful and rule Um, jumps down to what do you think it means to be made in the image of God and I had originally put just to belong to him he is our father Mm -hmm. Um, then I expanded a little bit this go around I put just like a child takes after their parents so should we after our heavenly father so you got deep. I was real naive, and I was like, I'm just going to walk I was naive the first time. I'm going to just skim on the water. Right. So like the first time, I put, uh, according to what he desired man to look like and, his, and to have his, and I meant with a capital H, uh, have God's characteristics. And then it was modified because I am sometimes a naive person, and I put, he, he created us to be perfect, it gave us free will to accept his love and salvation. That's good. I didn't even think about the free will thing. Um, so, how does being made in God's image influence the way you view your life and purpose on earth? Um, but gives us a meaning to be to being alive and that we already he already has a plan for us. Mm-hmm. Then I changed it to that he is always with us then who can be against us we are here for a reason that he has set for us so let's go fulfill it there you go I had to read my own writing that was kind of tough (laughs) (laughs) God uh, makes me want to strive to be a better person and makes me want to do more for others and to live less for me helps me see 
a bigger picture right. that he has I mean, in store. If you want to, uh, you want to please your own father. Why wouldn't yeah. you want to please the perfect father? Yeah. And he mentions about um, using the different let us and our mm-hmm. image as being the Trinity, mm-hmm. the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And he asks us, does God command for man to rule mean that God no longer rules? Or how do you how do God's rules and man's rules relate to one another? Um, he did a good job of talking about house sitting. Yeah. Um, how uh, you know they'd get invited to over these to these mm-hmm. huge houses, fancy you know rib or uh, ribeyes every yeah. night. He said in the fridge, everything would be stocked. They could drive their Bentley, you know, and everything. <laughs> and but you had to remember, you was only there for a little while, and it better be spick and span when they get back. That's right. Um, it really made me think of uh, all the times mom would leave me and my sisters to go shopping like this this and this needs to be done before I get home right oh we waste all the time that's like oh crap she's gonna be home in 30 minutes and we're rushing around trying to get everything done and I feel like we do the same thing to God oh yeah and, and, and that's it's dangerous because I feel like if you're always thinking well I got time I got time he's not coming yet he's not coming yet you know what there's gonna be a time whenever you're gonna say that and all of a sudden everybody's gone right <laughs> Jesus done come. Mm-hmm. He's already got everybody up, and you're going to be like, well, I thought I had more time. We Too don't bad. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, then it kind of talks about the difference between stewardship and ownership. Ask us to, you know, mm-hmm. split the difference. Well, you know, ownership, you're the owner. You do it the way you want to do it, the way you plan. Well, we're supposed to be stewards of God, even in the world. Yep. It's his. Yep. We're renting it. It's ours for now. Takes me back to the talent thing. Mm-hmm. He's gave it to us. What are we going to do with it? Are we going to do good with it? Are we going to bury it? Or are we just going to kind of sit on our hands? Mm-hmm. Let's go out and make something of it. Something Absolutely. that he would be proud of that we went. So when we meet him, hey, good job. Mm-hmm. Not. Um, he could have done better. We're going to have talk. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you ask why is that important distinction? Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. your will versus God's will. Um, that's pretty self-explanatory. Mm-hmm. Um, our will is convenient for us and doesn't always go with God's will. So very rarely does it go. <laughs> I mean, I guess if you were in the Word and you were being as Christ-like as possible, then yeah, maybe your will starts to fall in line with His, and it will. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if you're fighting Him and you let him have a little bit of it and then go back to doing your, and you're never going to match up no, completely. And uh, Genesis 2.15, the Lord God took the man and placed him in the Garden of Eden to work and watch over it. Mm-hmm. Those were pretty simple questions. Why did God place Adam in the garden to work and watch <laughs> over it, um, to be a steward of it? Yep. Um, what implications does this verse have for the men God places in particular situations? Um, my naive answer would be we are to watch over the situation and work it for God. And then my more recent one is we are to be his eyes, ears, and mouth and get the job done. Yeah, that's basically where I was at. Implies that he wants us to take care of situations for him on earth. And he has given us the task of his work while he oversees it. Mm-hmm. 
It says down here, God's purpose is for each man to be responsible to cultivate and watch over what's within his care. Mm-hmm. Um, it leads right, leads right into the questions. Um, what is your garden and the area you are responsible to care for? Put family and home. Mm-hmm. I added workplace. Yeah. I got my family and church and just people in general. Right. Not really. <laughs> it said, what are you doing to cultivate that garden? And I just put raising my daughter in church. Um, I changed That's it. That's when you just had Remy. <laughs> right, right. She wasn't very old. I changed it to directing my family and friends towards God, leading by example, showing my faith. Hmm. Yeah, we got bringing them to church so we can grow in the Word and closer to God together uh, and disciplining. And then I also have uh, by work and leading by example. Right. Yeah, pretty close there. Yeah. Um, what are you doing to watch over it? Uh, I put showing her the right right from wrong leading family I changed it to growing in God allowing him to use me outside of my comfort zone hey there you go yeah my I got praying for them and providing for them right which of these functions do you sense that you need help with why I had put leading the family um I've added added um Temper, don't think before I speak, <laughs> knowing that what I am trying to do is God's will and not my own. Yeah. I, I have, uh, I need God's help in all that I do. I want my family to put full trust and faith in Him now so that their lives can be lived for Him later. Right. And that, that brings us to day four. Adam, where are you at? Um, I got a lot out of this one the first go around when we did it too, mm-hmm. just because, you know, I always blame the woman. Always yeah. had. Um, I remember being little out there uh, pulling thistles and thinking, if Eve hadn't <laughs> ate that apple, this would I would so not hard. be doing this right now. Um, and tells us to read Genesis 3, 1 through 7. Who was tempted in that verse? Eve was tempted first, mm-hmm. but Both. Adam was there too. He was there. Right. And then it talks in 3, 8, 9. Who did the Lord look for in the garden? Adam. Mm-hmm. Who's the leader of the house? Adam, who's responsible for Eve's action? Adam. Adam. Yeah. <laughs> says if Eve eventually ate the fruit, why did God look for Adam? Kind of yeah, said that, you know, that. he should have stepped up and stopped her. Yep. He was the watcher, caretaker, right. responsible for her. Um, says read Genesis 3 6. Where was Adam when Eve was facing temptation? The woman saw that the tree was good for food and delightful to look at, and that it was desirable for attaining wisdom. So she took some of its fruit and ate it. She also gave to her husband, who was with her, mm-hmm. and he ate it. Mm-hmm. Um, does that verse change it? Yes. Adam was there and didn't stop her or tell her not to eat it. He stood in silence and let it happen. Yep. And that, I didn't realize that. Had Adam, Adam not been afraid of snakes, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Had Adam defended the garden against right. the servant, things would have been different. If he, if he would have stepped up as a kingdom yeah. man... Did um, what God told him to do. Right. Watch and take over, take care of Eve and the garden. Do you feel tempted to remain silent when critical issues arise? Why or why not? Um, fear what people would think of you. Um, yeah. Uh, do you feel tempted to remain silent? Yeah. Uh, because of ridicule, uh, not having enough knowledge to take part in the issue. Right. That's I like to know things. I don't necessarily like to know gossip or anything like that. But I like to have knowledge and wisdom and to be in the know. Right. So, and when there seems to be a big conversation about something big and I feel like God's like, go have a talk with him. I'm like, 
but I don't know anything. Right. <laughs> um, what does man silence say about his view of his role in the world? He's not the leader God created him to be. Mm-hmm. We're taking a back seat and just kind of letting it happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got he's a nobody. And what difference can one man make? He doesn't view himself as responsible. Right. Um, read Adam's response to God's inquiry in Genesis 3.12. That's when... Um, I don't have it. Oh, uh, that's right there. Yeah. The woman you gave to be with me, she gave me some fruit from the tree and I ate it. So right there, <laughs> he's always he's already in denial. Yeah. Blaming it on God, blaming it on Eve. It's not his fault. Yep. He didn't do it first. Yeah. Um, and that's that's exactly how we I act today. I mean, you, know, you it it's never your fault. Not to get political or anything, but isn't this the same thing as we'll just because it's a hot issue and we're going to throw it out there anyway? Isn't it? Wouldn't it be the same as well? You left the gun there. Right. It was. What am I supposed to do? Just you know, tell her no, mm-hmm. no. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you tell her no. Right. You stop her and get in the way, and no, mm-hmm. that's the same thing. Exactly. Yeah. You you take responsibility for it. You man up and you get the job done. Yeah. Um, the problem keeping many men in our culture today from being kingdom men is that they have relinquished their God-given right to rule. Exactly. Ask God to show you any areas in your life which you are not taking responsibility. Record them here. I'd put homework. I changed it to church, friends, stewardship, community. You know, oh. there's everywhere. You can only yeah. work somewhere. Yeah, I, I want him to have to work in me in all of my areas. Right. So I left it blank because I was ashamed, probably. <laughs> right. Well, you think we can speed through day five? We're getting close on time. Yeah, we got five. Let's do this. Okay. Oh, yeah, it's only a couple pages. Yeah. Um, reclaiming manhood. In other words, he wants us to, you know, step up. Mm-hmm. Now, think about the way God would respond to the obstacles you identified. Write one sentence that expresses what you think he might say. So he asked us to uh, identify some obstacles that we feel um, blocks us in Christ's rules. I marked them all. Personal habit, family struggles, mm-hmm. difficult relationships, lack of education, limited influence, financial challenges, spiritual immaturity, misplaced priorities, and other. Yep. Because I feel like I can grow in all those areas. Not yeah, that, just one. That was the not. Yeah, I didn't change it from I should have, uh, but being me being naive mm-hmm. and with the personal habits, financial challenges, and spiritual immaturity. Uh, yeah, I mean we don't really. Yeah, you just need his help in everything you do. Right. There's no reason. There's no reason you shouldn't ch- check everything off. If you don't want Christ to have rule in every aspect of your life, then. What's the point? Right here on the bottom one, I put submit fully to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I have, yeah, it says not, yeah, I don't, I can't write one sentence. <laughs> it says to turn to me, uh, I think that's capital me, and your habits and challenges will become less of a worry as your spiritual immaturity fades into maturity and growth. No telling. Right. Read Exodus 34, 23 through 24. Three times a year, all your males are are to appear before the Lord God, the God of Israel. For I will drive out nations before you and enlarge your territory. No one will covet your land when you go up three times a year to appear before the Lord your God. What practical objections might these men have raised when God told them they were had to leave their jobs, homes, and families three times a year? 
who would take care of the land, <laughs> the herds, the family, who would, you know, we no. can make excuses all day long. No, but <laughs> I would like to think if God told me, hey, I got your back and you're going to be fine. You just got to come to me three times a year. I'd like to think I'd be running to him, but yeah. I don't know. I think the human side of us that is tends to put up our guard against things like that. Well, I, will I have a job to come home to? Will I have a home to come home to? Will I have a wife to come home to? Will I have a family? Mm-hmm. You know, what's going to happen when I'm gone? What's, yeah, that's you know that goes back to having faith and putting your faith in God. Because again, if He told you to do it and He said I got your back, then you should be like, all right, cool. I, you got this, then I'll go do whatever you ask me to do. Oh, and the Tony Evans. Um, podcast I listened to today or this past week was talking about I'll feed the bird <laughs> I'll, I'll take care of them aren't you more important than the bird mm-hmm. don't you think I got you yeah so that kind of leads to that it goes to back to us wanting to have too much power over ourselves mm-hmm. like we goes back to the lie of that we're in control we're not in control no. not at all <laughs> we control very little <laughs> And we should control even less. Yes. <laughs> How does Exodus thirty four twenty four answer obje- objections like these? I will drive out nations before you and enlarge your territory. No one will cover your land when you go up three times a year to appear before the Lord your God. I just put, God will take care of everything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's black and white. <laughs> just right. listen. Um, why would why would attending these meetings require faith on the part of the men? Yeah, we pretty much, you know, you don't know what's going to happen to your family or your land, um, and it l- leaves us with this week to ponder. Present to God your biggest obstacles to becoming a kingdom man. Submit to His rule and profess your confidence in Him to bring the rest of your world in line with His lordship. Ask Him the first step He wants you to take in becoming a kingdom man. Um, that's that's everywhere. Yeah. You know, I hope he takes this. I hope he takes me at the gym. I hope he takes me at home. I hope he takes um, me when I'm at the gas station or something. And, right. And gives me a chance to, you know, either talk to somebody or mention something to somebody or plant that seed, water that crop, maybe harvest something. You know, I yeah. hope that he, he uses me in every aspect he can. Mm-hmm. Now... Will he and will I chicken out when that time arrives? Hopefully not. <laughs> um, be praying that I don't. Right. But that's where I hope to see him work in my life. And same thing. You know, I, I'm such a... I'm so closed off that I don't really like to interact with very many people. So it's a bigger issue for me to be... Just for him to just say, you know, to have the faith to give me words or even the courage just to go up to a stranger, right. you know, or he may not even be a stranger. Could be somebody in the church that he could tell, mm-hmm. you know, he's telling me, hey, that person's hurting and you have the words to tell them. Go speak to them. Right. And I hope that he is, or I pray and believe that if that's what he would have me to do, then I pray that I, <laughs> I follow through, you know. Exactly. Because again, you said it earlier. You don't want to let your own father down if you have a, a good father, right. a good loving father. It'd be the same thing. I mean, you don't want to let God down. Right. The If you think <laughs> your own dad's discipline is bad, I would hate to know what God, you know, the discipline that God would have for us for uh, missing an opportunity mm-hmm. to save another one of his children. Exactly. So. Yep. Well, um, we're right there about 
our normal time. Evening service is about ready to start, so feels um, like we kind of rushed, but right. we'll get it. We'll get it. We'll get it. Well, yeah, we had some technical difficulties to start out, and maybe next week we'll have some more stuff to maybe sound better. But yeah. we'll see. Yeah. We're working on it. Yeah. Um, well, if you've got any questions about the book Absolutely. for us, you know, feel free to Facebook, send us a message. Send us a text all places. Message. Yep. Um, find us in all the different places. Reach out to us. Any way you can, you want to. That's what we're here for. Help somebody grow. Hopefully, if this is your first episode, then you can find us on iTunes, Google, uh, Spotify, Stitcher. Uh, I think there's a Facebook player. Yeah, so, uh, you can play it right off Facebook, I believe. Yeah. Um, Podbean is Podbean, our yeah. Podbean's our big uh, host. So, yeah. Well, uh, until next week when we discuss uh, week two. We'll bring her in for a landing. Another big week, right? <laughs> right.